EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people Names, who characters, are... places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Bonnie. That, folks, obviously was my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Bonnie DeForest, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and myself, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This time on KB Cabaret, we bring you original comedy sketches and the music of our own producer, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. Dear Granny Ada, I am frustrated with my younger sister, Connie. During our teen years, Connie used to be my best friend. We used to tell everything to each other. What we did on a Saturday night, how we felt about boys, advice on which side to part our hair, only two years apart made us close, close, close. Now, 30 years later, we couldn't be more distant, and I never understood why. When Connie had her twins out of wedlock, I would help take care of them. I practically raised them in the first five years. For the most part, they were good boys. I told my sister this. But if they did not behave properly in my eyes, I reprimanded the boys and my sister. Although the boys tried to plea for their rights to the person with the easiest touch, their mother, I was firm and said their mother didn't know better. After five years, I decided they were old enough to know who their real father was. My sister pretended the man she married when they were a year old was their real dad. How foolish! Why not tell the truth? So I told them after a nice lunch that their so-called Uncle Bob was their real dad. Well, for some reason, after that incident, my sister saw less and less of me. Now the boys are getting married. A double wedding. First off, she shut me out of the wedding preparations, although I did manage to give her some constructive advice on her mother of the groom gown. Fuchsia. What was she thinking? She looked like a cow. And finally, she shut me out of the wedding. Either that or the invitation she sent me got lost, but I have my suspicions. 
I intend to go without an invitation and sit at the main table, even if I have to set a place for myself. What do you think, Granny Ada? I just want to see my boys get married. Loving Auntie. Dear Loving, How delightful! Giving out answers on questions that were never asked, and frankly, none of your business. You are a peach. A rotten one. I practically wanted to extradite you from my column, but I just need to get this off my chest. You need to get a life of your own, dear, because your sister and her son's lives are off limits. Don't you dare go to the boy's wedding. You weren't invited for good reason. You are a vicious meddler who tries to spend her two cents when they're not wanted. Instead, spend your two cents on a good counselor. Maybe, just maybe, a professional can then knock some sense into you. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada show. Ladies and gentlemen, Parlor City chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Bree, can I speak with you for just a moment? Oh, uh, well, of course, Beulah. Debbie, uh, take over and, and do that song and dance routine you've been dying to do. Oh, boy. Me entertain you. Let me make you smile Let me do a few tricks Some old and then some new tricks I'm very versatile What is it, Beulah? Is anything wrong? Well, that's just it. I don't know. You don't know what? If anything's wrong. Oh, Bree, things between Leon and me are so strange lately. I noticed. I mean... I don't know which end is up. I divorced that man for infidelity, and yet I think I'm starting to get feelings for him again. I don't know what to say. He's being so nice to me, taking me out on lunches, paying for professional massages, getting all my stolen money back. Yes, well, there's that. I, I know. Now he's planning an evening out on the lake. Out on the lake? Yes, he rented out a 42-foot motorboat and is preparing dinner as we speak. Oh, well, how nice. He's being the old southern gentlemanly coot he used to be. Oh, well. <laughs> Whipping uh, up cold cucumber soup and vitel tone. <laughs> I don't know what they are, but... Oh, they sounds... are delicious. Both soup and meat dishes served cold. I'll give you the recipes. Okay. He's making some sort of a parfait as well. Wait a minute, isn't tuna tuna? Yes, it is. Brie, it's a creamy tuna sauce over meat with capers. Where where was I? Um, parfait, I think. Yes. No, don't you understand, Brie? He's up to something. Well, then don't go. <laughs> but it sounds divine. Well, then go, but don't enjoy it. Oh, Brie, you're no help at all. 
Oh, Beulah, here you are. Crying all the time. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Crying all the time. I think your assistant needs some voice lessons. I know. Beulah, honey, taste this. Mmm. -hmm. Here, Bree, taste. Mmm. Peaches and cream parfait for the girl with the peaches and cream complexion. <laughs> See, I told you, Leon is up to something. Let's get going, my dear. The Lady Lake is calling our name. Well, um, have a good time? Oh, we will, Bree. We will. Bye, Bree. If you don't hear from me by tomorrow, call 911. <laughs> Always such a card. Bye, Bree. <sighs> Life is a cabaret, old chum. It's only a cabaret, old chum. And I love a cabaret. Well... Had your little fun? Oh, yeah. Well, here's a towel. Wipe off. I'm ready to record now. Okay. And three, two... And we're back. Beulah left me some wonderful recipes from her recipe app. We have a cold cucumber soup, retail tournée, and a peaches and cream mousse. Remember, you can find these and all of her other amazing recipes on Beulah's Recipe Bar, found exclusively on the KB Cabaret app. Just go to kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com and download yours today. This is Mr. Crank. And you know what's causing me heartache and misery this week? It's phone calls. Yeah, that's right. Phone calls. Phone calls? How can you not like phone calls? They're part of life. <laughs> Get real, Mr. Crank. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You can't hate all phone calls. Maybe mean those obnoxious telemarketers trying to sell you something you don't want or need and never ask for. No, those phone calls are easy enough to ignore or hang up on. Sometimes I like to blow an air horn into the phone and listen to them scream. After that, they can't hear anything for days, and they deserve it. Right. So what's your problem with phone calls, Mr. Crank? You're not making sense. Oh, once again, my naive, gullible fans are doubting Mr. Crank's judgment. Have I ever let you down? Have I ever led you astray? No, the phone calls I'm talking about are the ones you have to take because you owe money to the person you're talking to. Who do you owe money to, Mr. Crank? Loan sharks? Bookies? Your ex-wife? Are those the ones you hate to talk to on the phone? Of course not. I can handle them with my charm and suave, gentlemanly bearing. My trash cans are full of pleas for money from them. Well, then, who are you talking about? I'm glad you asked. The phone calls I can't deal with are the ones with those bureaucrats from the utility companies and the insurance companies and the medical offices. Those are the people who never listen to anybody about anything. They read from the script and never deviate from it. They start off very polite, but just wait. Good morning, and to whom do I have the pleasure of speaking today? This is Mr. Crank, but I can assure you it won't be a pleasure for either one of us. And how can I be of assistance to you today, Mr. Crank? And there it is. Those are the last words you'll hear that come even close to resembling anything courteous. Once you tell them what you want, 
everything changes. I'm sorry, sir. It's against our policy to give refunds. I'm sorry, sir. Your contract does not cover that procedure. I'm sorry, sir. Dr. Katari is out of the country and won't be able to see you for at least six months. You'll just have to let that growth on your derriere fester until then. When you hear one of those mutants start their spiel with, I'm sorry, sir, you know two things. One, you're not going to get what you want. And two, they're not sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Our records show that we sent the reimbursement check to your provider last month. You'll have to take it up with them. I'm sorry, sir. Our crews will be working in your area for the next six weeks, and you will be subject to periodic outages of electricity, gas, and water. Also, they'll be making a lot of noise. I would suggest wearing earplugs. I'm sorry, sir, but we can't reconnect your service until you bring your bill up to date, along with interest and our 25% penalty fee. Cash only, of course. So what do you do? Give them an excuse? Tell them about your mother in the hospital or your car in the shop or your spouse in the county jail? Ha! They'll just turn to the next page in their manual and carry on. I'm sorry, sir. Our 16-page grievance procedure, which you accepted online by pressing the I accept button, specifically prohibits us from feeling sympathy for any personal issues you might encounter as a result of poor life choices on your part. Okay. How about if you demand to speak to their superior? Yeah, sure. They'll get a big laugh out of that. I'm sorry, sir. The supervising customer service representative is out of the office, servicing customers who have real problems. Perhaps you'd like to wait in the queue in which you are now number 157. He should be able to call you back at about the same times that donkeys fly. And now your frustration level is at the max and you're ready to spit fiery nails. Nobody's going to take advantage of you like that and you're going to let them know just how miserable their lives will be when they've pushed you too far. Oh, yeah? Well, I quit. You can cross me off your customer list because I want nothing to do with you anymore, and I'm going to get right on Facebook and tell all my friends to avoid you at all costs. You'll be sorry you ever heard of me. Oh, yes. I'm sorry about that, sir. I've been telling you that all day. What? You're not going to beg me to stay or offer me reduced rates or send me flowers? Hello? Hey, you guys. Do you know this Mr. Crank guy? He just quit. And I hung up on him. That was the highlight of my week. <laughs> I know that guy. Did he threaten to get on Facebook and tell everyone how terrible we are? Oh, yeah. And boy, are we sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going round in circles, back and forth in no direction. The beginning of this song that you just heard is called Flicker of Light. It is the first full-length song I had ever written. came to me in an instant. I was swimming, there was light coming through the window, and the light was flickering on the wall, and I thought of the melody. My life was going around in circles, and the song just came to me naturally. I hope you understand what I was feeling when I wrote this. Flicker of light. I've been going round in circles, back and forth in no direction, up and down in all my memories. There are times that I remember going forth and finding my way What was there that I had long ago Why can't I 
Sandy, here we are. You nervous about taking me to your class reunion? A little. Ten years is a long time to be away from all the friends you grew up with. How about you, Tom? Are you nervous? A little. We haven't been dating that long, and it'll be a bit awkward trying to get to know all your friends and hearing about all those crazy things you guys did growing up. Oh, don't worry. You'll be fine. Just relax. How long do we plan on staying? We'll stay until the end. What time is that? According to the reunion flyer, it starts at 8 p.m. and ends at 8.10 p.m. That must be a typo. No, that's the correct time. Ten minutes? Yeah. We won't need any more than that. Really? Then this must certainly be a typo because here it says you had a graduating class of 350. No, that sounds about right. Oh, too bad only a few people are going to show up. Your old classmates must really be busy or all moved away. Our reunion committee said that all but five are going to be there. I know. I was looking forward to seeing everyone. I'm confused. Don't be. Come on. Let's get in there. We're two minutes late. I'm right behind you. Hi, everyone. Hey, I'll be ten years one of us should have snagged him. We were so boy crazy. I'd like to thank everyone for coming. We'll see you all in another ten years. Okay. Okay, bye. See ya. Another time, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I can't believe what just happened. I know, my friends are awesome. I didn't realize how much I missed them over the years. But I mean, wow, all that talking. Tell me about it. Donna was always wanting to hog the conversation. Yeah, I think I picked up on that. Oh, that was so much fun. I can't wait until the next 10-year reunion. 
I'm guessing the next one will be about 15 minutes long since you all have so much more to catch up on. Probably. Hey, let's head over to meet my family. How long will that take? Just a minute or two. Big family, huh? Can't wait. This is so exciting. I can't wait to get together with the wedding planner. This is something you'll never forget, darling. I wish my mother would have been with me when I made my plans. I thought you got married in Vegas, Mom. I did, dear. Although I love your father, I regret not having a church wedding. Yeah, that's too bad, Mother Larrabee. Hun, the game starts in 25 minutes. Can't I just go? You and your mother can take care of the preliminary arrangements. No! This is our day, darling, not Mother's. You are part of our union. You do love me, don't you, baby? Oh, of course I love you, sugar, but the game! Come on, Cupcake. What's one silly baseball game compared to my... Sorry, our wedding? Pretend I'm not even here, kids. I'm just here for moral support. Hello! Welcome, welcome. Have a seat. So, who's the bride? I am. Oh, I wasn't sure. You two look just like sisters. <laughs> so you, sir, must be the groom then. <laughs> yeah. Let's sit down. Let's sit down. I have your names, Amanda and Albert. Oh, no, no. That's not right. I'm not the bride-to-be. I am the mother, Amanda Shapiro. No, this is the bride, Jennifer Shapiro. Oh, well, it says here... Oh, well, never mind. It's such an easy fix. I'll just white out Amanda, no offenses, <laughs> and just put in Jennifer. Okay. Now, Jennifer, what do you envision? Uh, well, I was thinking a destination wedding somewhere warm, like the beach. Right, honey? I, I, I thought we were going to get married in town where all my family lives. Yes, well, I was thinking about that love muffin. But then this is a one-time opportunity to bring my dream to life. Don't look at me. Pretend I'm just a fly on the wall. So I was thinking maybe the Bahamas? Oh, very nice. I'll write in Baham. Excuse me, dear. Uh, to go to the Bahamas, you'll need passports. Some people don't have passports like Uncle Roy, who had his taken away last year, remember? What about somewhere like San Diego? Oh, uh, San Diego sounds nice. What do you think, sweetie? I think our local church and reception hall are just fine. But honey pie, baby. Okay, if that's what you really want. Oh, baby. San Diego it is. Lovely. Destination, San Diego. Now, do you want to get married in a church or a hall? Well, Albert's family wants a church wedding. Wouldn't this ceremony be lovely on a yacht? A yacht? Oh, Mommy! A yacht. No, no, my mom gets seasick on a yacht. Oh, but Sugar Bear, 
It would be so beautiful under blue skies and clear water to get married on a yacht. A hundred-foot yacht called the Paradise of the Seas. Here are the brochures. They provide a mansion on a private island for the reception. Oh, honey, this is a dream. Look at the pictures. But my mother, the church, the priest. You don't love me, Shuggy Wuggy? Oh, I do, honey bee, but... Look, Albert, give her some Dramamine and she won't even notice the water. The priest can be on board. Besides, people build churches. God created the seas. Oh, please, my strawberry frosted cupcake. But please. Oh, okay. But one of you has to tell my mother. Oh, I love you, sweetie. You're the best. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. A yacht and an island mansion. Now, the yacht will take 49 people, and the mansion will take a capacity of 300. Well, that's fine, because we're discussing around 40 people max. Right, baby doll? Well, Mommy, I have the list right here. Your family, Albert, is a total of 15, including you and your mother. Our family, 253, including Jennifer, her father, and myself. What? Honey, sweetie, baby, we have a large family. They won't even fit the yacht. Well, only five of your family give or take, and about 35 of our family members need to be on the yacht, plus the five bridesmaids and five ushers. The rest of the party can be brought in by military helicopters. Military. Uncle Harry is a four-star general. I give up. As long as I can wear my cowboy boots. With a tux? <laughs> I don't think so. But... Honey, sugar bear, we will discuss this later. <laughs> cowboy boots. Good. Well, then it's all set. Shall we discuss the flowers? Depression and addiction are subjects that many do not want to touch or are ashamed they have. How sad, for both are treatable illnesses. The song I wrote called Why Didn't You Say addresses just these topics. I dedicate this song to my darling cousin, who never admitted he was depressed or had an addiction until it was too late. Again, Why Didn't You Say?
Imani. Here we are, New York City, Times Square. Who would have thought a couple of guys like us would ever be here? Yeah, Carrie, we're part of the upper crust now. We're metropolitan, cosmopolitan, and Neapolitan. Neapolitan? You mean we're going to get ice cream? Yeah, we can get anything we want. Any time of the day or night. This is the city that never sleeps. What should we do first? Hey, you two. What are a couple of sharp-looking guys like you doing around here? Us? You mean us? Are you talking to us? Are you talking to us? <laughs> I can tell you two guys have been around the block a few times. You're streetwise. You're what's happening. We are? That's right. Why don't you come over here and let me show you a great way to make some money. Money? We could always use some more money. Well, then come on over. Let's play a little game. Game? What game? Hey, I love games. It's a simple little card game called Three Card Monty. Hey, Monty, they named the game after you. Three Card Monty. Hey, you ought to be pretty great at that game. Sure, I know Three Card Monty. After all, it's named after me. It's easy. You just have to follow the queen. I'm very impressed by how sophisticated you guys are. You're right. You just have to follow the queen. I have three cards, the jack of spades, the jack of clubs, and the queen of hearts. I'll put them face down on my little cardboard table here and shuffle them around a bit. Then you tell me which one is the queen. Gary, this is so easy. That's why they named the game after me. Let's do it. Let's practice once. See, here are the three cards. There's the two black jacks, and here's the red queen. Now watch as I shuffle them on the table. Here we go. Don't take your eyes off that queen. She's mighty slippery. Left and right and away she goes. Where she stops, nobody knows. Wow, Monty. We're playing the big-time game and the big-time apple. Okay, all done. Now where's the queen? Kiri. The queen is in the middle. Yeah, I saw it too. She's in the middle. Okay, I'll just flip the card over and... Right you are! There's the queen, right in the middle. You guys are good. <laughs> yeah! All right! This is so easy, Carrie. Come on, let's play for money now. Are you sure you want to practice again first? No, this game is simple. Let's go for the big bucks. How much do you want to bet? Carrie, how much do you have left? I have 50 bucks. Just enough to get us a bus ride home. Me too. That's 100 bucks between us. You bet your 50 bucks, and then I'll bet mine, and we can both double our money. Okay, I'll bet 50 bucks. You got it. Put your money on the table, and off we go. There you are. Oh boy, Monty. This is the easiest money I ever made. Here we go, left and right, and away she goes. Where she stops, nobody knows. Okay. Where's the queen? Carrie, she's in the middle again. I saw it too. Yeah, she's in the middle. She's in the middle. Just like the last time. Turn her over and give me my money. Okay, I'll just flip over the middle card and... Oh, no, that's the Jack of Clubs. The Red Queen is on the left this time. Sorry, fellas. Want to play again? Monty, I thought you said the queen was in the middle. Well, you thought she was in the middle, too. What do I do now, Monty? I don't have enough money to buy a bus ticket home. I don't know, Carrie. Another fine mess you gotten us into. Me? You're the one who said the queen was in the middle. So did 
Oh, you're an idiot. You dummy, we're oh, never going to get home now. Come on. Gentlemen, gentlemen, no need for all this bickering. Allow me to offer a solution. Am I right in understanding that you only have $50 left and you need $100 for both of you to get home on the bus? Right. Well, I don't do this for just anyone, but since you seem like such intelligent, suave, and debonair fellas, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Have a look at these watches on my arm here. Ooh. Ah, yeah. nice. Yes, these are $5,000 Rolex watches made of pure gold. They'll keep time perfectly for the next 200 years. How would you guys like to own a watch like that? Well, sure, but we only have $50 left. Believe it or not, I'm running a sale today. I'll let you have one of these $5,000 Rolex watches for the one-time-only price of $50. That's right, just $50. But hurry, they're going fast. What do you think, Monty? Should we buy the watch? If it's worth $5,000, we can take it to a pawn shop, hock it, and get all the money we need to get home, plus a nice profit to boot. Yeah, that sounds like a good deal to me. Let's do it. Okay, here's our 50 bucks. And here's your watch. I hate to see it go, but you guys drive a hard bargain. Let me put it on your wrist for you. There you go. Thanks, mister. We'll be back next week to play Three Card Monty again. After all, that game was named after me. See you then, guys. Wow, Monty. We sure took that guy for a ride. <laughs> he probably never had to deal with two tough guys like us before. That's for sure. Well, come on. Let's find a pawn shop. Hand me the watch. Hmm. Where'd it go? I thought that guy put it on my wrist, but it's not there. Hey, mister. Now, where'd he go? The guy and the watch are both gone? Yeah, and so's our money. How did that happen? I don't know. We better find that guy again and tell him we lost his watch. Hope he doesn't get mad at us. Well, maybe he'll let us play three-card money again, and we can win our money back. Yeah, that'll work. After all, they named the game after me. What a great old library. I know. We're one of the few small towns that decided to preserve our old-fashioned library and not go with the new. You're right. Many towns I go visit have newly built libraries. They're nice, but I prefer the old-fashioned atmosphere. Mmm. Love that old book smell. And look at that mezzanine. So rustic. Yeah, rustic. This particular building was built in 1904. Did you know that Carnegie donated 75 grand for the startup? Really? How interesting. Beautiful building. Oh, I'm glad you brought me here, Carl. Now, what did you want to get out again? Any book on marketing. I know how to make my product, I just don't know how to sell it. Well, let's ask the librarian at the front information desk. I think it's back there. I wish I didn't wear my heels. I'm making so much noise in this echoey hallway. Oh, there is a man sitting at the information desk. Isn't he cute? <laughs> Looks like he's as old as the library. Wow. Excuse me, sir. I'm looking for books on marketing. Wallpaper hanging? Yes, that's in the 600 section. Um, oh, uh, no, sir. Marketing. Sales. Oh, marketing. Why didn't you say so? That's in the 300s. What are you selling? Does it make a difference? Does it make a difference? There's a world of difference in selling tools, for instance, and sewing patterns. Oh, well, um, I'm marketing a softening product. 
softening products? Like fabric softeners? <clears throat> no, more like constipation. Constipation? <laughs> Sir, just tell us where the books are. We'll figure it out. Oh, we can always go to the plumbing section. <laughs> just uh, point the books out to us, please. Constipation is a hard category. <laughs> Sir. Let me think. My brain is clogged up. <laughs> Sir. That section is always packed in and backed up to the rafters. <laughs> Just tell us where the marketing section is. Sir. Sir, I'm sorry, but I have to ask you to keep it down. This is a library. People are trying to read. Shh. Brought to you by Acme Online Marketing. Nostalgia may look sweet, but high-tech modern marketing sounds sweeter. I want to thank my good friend David Rice and his production studio, Basement Audio, for helping me with all of the songs arrangements you have heard today. His talent of instruments combined with technology goes unmatched. Thank you, Dave. The song that you are going to hear as a final selection is my rare input into politics. Well, really about social behavior through the guise of politics. Some may think I see people through rose-colored glasses. Who knows? I wish others sometimes would don those glasses. So I sigh. Appropriately, the song is called Hear Me Sigh. Thank you again for listening to our show. Talk to you next week.
Uh, hello. Uh, may I help you? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I need assistance. I see you are looking at our wedding gowns. You see right. Are you uh, <clears throat> the, the bride-to-be? You're looking at her. Oh, marvelous. Well, uh, and any of these seven adorable children going to be in the wedding? These brats? Yeah, well, maybe. Hey, get off your brother Fred and get your sister off the shelf. Oh, dear. Uh, p please come out of the display window. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, thank you. Come on over here. You're embarrassing me. Don't you learn nothing? Don't you hide your leash. Give it here. Okay. There, now that's better. Let me and the ladies speak a bit here. It's not every day your mama gets married. My daddy got himself killed in a drug deal. My daddy's Uncle Brewster. Now you hush, sissy. Shush, both of you. Ooh, I like this one here. Oh, this pink wedding gown is a charm. <gasps> look at all the fancy ruffles. I'd look like a regular lady in this. <laughs> Absolutely. Does this here require a bra? Because I don't wear them. I see that. Well, no, it should hold all that up. Good, good. I like it. Would you like to try it on? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try it on tomorrow when the kids are dropped off and I get my dentures in. Lovely. I need another one, too. Uh, another one what? Stop picking your brother's nose, sissy. That's gross. Take that snot and rub it on your jeans like I learned you. Oh, here, here's a tissue. Oh, you're spoiling them, ma'am. So you need another gown? Sure do. Have two ceremonies. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, this is nice and simple. Uh, um, that's our nightgown section. How about this one? No, Leroy would never go for that. Okay. Oh, this one would be lovely with your black eye. Oh, this ain't nothing. You should have seen the one I had last week. Oh, I bet. Yeah, Leroy gave it to me. It was an accident. You see my sissy over there? Well, I'm marrying her baby daddy. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah, it's quite romantic how I found him. You see, I've been looking for him for years. Right after he knocked me up, he split, you know? It happens. Sure does. Anyhow, like I says, I've been looking for him for years, and then one night I was watching TV, and there he was. Oh, he's on TV. Is he a celebrity? Sure is. He was on America's Most Wanted, as sure as rain. Oh, I see. So, I need one for the jail ceremony and this pink one for when he gets out in six months. Now, let me unhook the kids, and I'll come back tomorrow. We need half down. Sure. After my stripping gig tonight, I'll have the cash. You don't mind some ones, right? Uh, um... Fred, you come back here. That chandelier won't hold you none. <laughs> Just like his daddy. Bye. Hey, stop picking your brother's nose. Is there anything else we need? I think we're done shopping for the barbecue party. Besides, my feet are telling me it's time to stop shopping. They're killing me. Then let's check out. I may just get home in time for the game. <laughs> you would think just for one Saturday afternoon you can survive without baseball. Bite your tongue. Oh, look! This checkout line has no line. Nice scouting. Thank you. Hi. Plastic okay? Sure. Bet I know what you're making. Grilling? Yes, we are having a barbecue tomorrow. Supposed to be a nice day tomorrow. 
could rain now around 3 o'clock. There's a 40% chance in the afternoon. Well, we'll deal with it if we have to. Yeah. Oh, say I love these. Hoffman has the best hot dogs. Did you ever have their white hots? Uh, yeah, yes, they're good. These are different. Low sodium. 50% less sodium than regular Hoffman's German Frank's 320 milligrams. See, that's good, isn't it? I wonder how much salt the White Hots have. We ate way too much salty food. My Henry, for instance, I tell him, I say, Henry, you eat way too much salt. You're gonna get a stroke one of these days from too much salt. Do you think he listens? Stop talking to her. We'll never get out of here. I'm not talking to her. Now, these are good for you. Whole grain buns. The unbleached stuff is what's not good for you. But whole grain... Mm-mm, but you gotta watch out for the corn syrup. Some of these breads slipped up in here. Let's see. Crying out loud. Nope. No, you're good. Just plain sugar. Better for ya. I keep telling Henry a teaspoon of real sugar won't kill ya, Henry. Who knows what's in those artificial sweeteners? I know. <laughs> Say, could you hurry along? Uh, my husband wants to catch his game on TV. Oh, sure, sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, are these any good? I never tried the Fuji apples. I see these go through a lot. I, I usually don't go for apples. Although, if they're baked, look out. That's a whole different ball game. Ball game? Is this for real? Here, why don't I hand these for you and you can scan them. Oh, that's nice of you. Uh, but I got this system. I streamline, makes the scan and go faster. See, I just face the barcodes this way and bam they go through like, oh, Crazy Richard's Chunky Peanut Butter. Man, I go nuts for these. Probably could eat through the whole jar. No sodium, just natural. Two for five bucks, can't beat that. No, you can't. Well, for the love of Pete, I'm going. You can take a cab. Stop it. She's almost done. Okay, then. Coupons? Yes. No coupons. No coupons. So that will bring the total to $68.68. Hey, you should play those numbers. Can't come up with a total like that twice. Here's a hundred. Thank you. I'll just swipe the pen on this. Did you know what they put on these hundred dollar bills to make it harder to counterfeit? See, when you hold it up, there's the Liberty Bell hidden in the inkwell. And do you feel the raised print on Ben's shoulder? Here, here, feel that. Cool, honey, feel that. Seriously? You never can be too careful, but who knows? Big Brother may be watching. Can we just get our change? (laughs) You men are all the same. Just like my Henry, always in a hurry to get to the game. Have a nice day. Hope it won't rain on your barbecue. Before we play my last song choice... 
I just want to thank you for listening to our show. We work long and hard every day to perform our original skits, the recipes that are real, by the way, and of course to our wonderful musicians who we give a platform here on KB Cabaret. Without you, we would be voices in the wind. This song is dedicated to you, dear audience. Until next week, this is Bree Harvey, and the song is called Finding Hope Again. Sometimes I feel so lost, I can't see you. My heart has gone so numb, I can't feel you. My life without your presence is so useless too. My world's turned on its axis and I need you. There are times that I am lost, I can't talk to you. There are moments in my life that you guide me through. Your inspiration helps me lose the pain it brings. Your kindness gives me power to spread my wings. You're the one who guides my soul. You're the one who makes me whole. You're my love. You make my life worthwhile. Oh, won't you take my hand and help me take a stand to live? Hope once again There are times I know you're there for I feel your heart When I feel my face I feel my blush and start My life without your presence Makes my soul so sad Don't leave me now For I will come back They say your love is boundless And I know that now I know that I can't hurt you But I hurt somehow Oh let me say I love you Please don't let me go let me say I'm sorry, you just have to know You're the one who guides my soul You're the one who makes me whole You're my love who makes my life worthwhile Oh, won't you take my hand and help me take a stand To live with hope once again There are times I know you're there for I feel your heart When I feel my face, I feel my blush and start My life without your presence Makes my soul so sad So leave me now Or I will go mad You're the one who guides my soul You're the one who makes me whole you my love You make my life worthwhile Oh, won't you take my hand And help me take a stand To live with hope once again You're the one who guides my soul You're the one who makes me whole you my love You make my life worthwhile That's all for today's show. I'd like to thank all of our guests for being on KB Cabaret. I'm always awed with the amazing talent out there. Thank you to my hardworking crew, co-workers, and actors John Kerry, John Montgomery, actors Junie McMahon, and 
Bonnie DeForest. My amazing sound engineer and actor, newlywed, Charles Berman. His assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My music engineer, David Rice of Basement Studios, who <laughs> makes me sound better than I am. And a special shout-out to Christina Dilnella, who plays one mean piano and now works in musical theater in New York City. Of course, a special thank you to you, dear KB Cabaret audience, for stopping by and listening to our show. We certainly couldn't do this without you. If any of you have a hankering to write or sing for our show, contact me, Bree Harvey, through the show submission page. Let me see what you've got. And sponsors, you want your name heard by over 150,000 listening audience members all over the country and as far as Australia? <laughs> Hello, mates. Then KB Cabaret is the place to be. Just give me a shout out on kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. I'm Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of KB Cabaret. See you next week on the radio. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. We love to have you and share our parlor city. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.